Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to the EFT Healing Center Online Radio Network. Tap into your fullest potential. I'm your co-host, Scott Patton, and joining us, as usual, is the founder of the EFT Healing Center, Annabelle Fisher. Hi, Annabelle. How are you doing today? Hello, Scott. I'm great, thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing very good. Last week, we uh, talked a bit about stress and anxiety, and we did some tapping on that using a technique that you call creeping up on the problem, and I'm still feeling uh, relaxed, and my anxiety <laughs> level is low, and stress, and it, not that the stress levels have changed at all, it's just how my body has uh, has adjusted to them. So if you missed last week's episode, go back and listen to it, and, and then follow along with us, because we do an actual uh, tapping process. And you might want to change some of the words uh, to be more specific about your specific uh, uh, stresses and everything else. But um, uh, you'll, it, I, it's, I keep it, and I've just been uh, doing it every day this week, and it's just been wonderful. Yeah, I think that's a good point, Scott. Uh, I mean, I, I, I train that my students, and I also encourage my clients to tap with regularity and persistence. Uh, because a lot of these problems that we experience uh, can be deeply rooted, um, and the belief systems certainly are. So they've taken a while to be created. So it will uh, often be the case that with EFT, with permanence and persistence, uh, we can uh, really get great results. I mean, of course, many things are cleared then and there in that moment, as uh, you and I both know. Uh, but if something's ongoing or chronic, then I, I do encourage uh, tapping on a daily basis. I mean, I encourage all my clients that are chronically ill or in chronic pain to tap uh, with great regularity throughout each day. Yeah, so you can tap as much or as little as you want in, and talk about in a day, right? Yes. I'm, I mean, obviously, I encourage people when they're in the moment, so let's use stress as an example. If they're feeling incredibly stressed, then tap in that moment. Don't wait until after dinner tonight to tap on it. It makes sense if we're experiencing something, uh, then to tap on it there and then, if possible. I mean, I appreciate if somebody's in a public place or if they're in the middle of a meeting or they're presenting on stage or something like that, it might not be conducive to start tapping. So therefore, do it as soon as you can. Uh, so there's tapping in the moment, and then, of course, there's tapping with regularity and consistency, uh, acknowledging what this long-term problem is uh, and uh, accepting the self as well. And uh, usually I, I suggest to people to do it uh, after every meal so that it becomes part of a routine. Mm. Uh, and it's not a case of going to bed and thinking, oh, I haven't tapped today because uh, we know I, I have my meal, I clean my teeth, I tap, something like that. So it's just right. a regular thing. Uh, I mean, probably people uh, would, would not forget to have a meal. So if they incorporate tapping before or after, then they're going to remember to tap as well. Right. And that just adds to the potency of the whole procedure, right? Yes, exactly. Well, I mean, uh, I, I believe that consistency uh, and uh, well, and persistency uh, reap rewards, that's for sure. 
Mm-hmm. Because so, I mean, we're re- sorry, Scott. I was going to no. say we're rewiring the brain in essence. Uh, so, for example, mm-hmm. a negative belief about something of I'm not good enough. That I mean, that has been re- hardwired in. Uh, so um, it, it might be the case that we need some persistence to reframe that and then hardwire in the you know what I'm more than good enough. I'm excellent, or whatever it is the the person wants to believe. Uh, so that that uh, rewiring uh, may, may take um, a couple of rounds of tapping. Right, right. Well, and I thought it was interesting last week because we focused on anxiety and and stress and and talked a little bit about how uh, everyone is so stressed out right now, and that if, uh, if you're an adult and you have kids, your kids pick up on it and they get stressed out. Um, and I got thinking about like what's the next step after that, which would be, um, you know, traumas that people have, whether they're in a car accident or the boss has yelled at them or they, you know, bully in school and all that sort of stuff. And I was just curious to get your opinions on the power of EFT when it's dealing with trauma in our lives. And you know, some people um, may have something that they call tra- traumatic that we may look at and say, well, that's not really that traumatic. I mean, it's it's all in the eye of the beholder. So um, I just wanted to kind of get your feelings on that. Yes. I mean, often people think of trauma with a uh, big T, so to speak. Uh, uh, for example, some kind of abuse, verbal, uh, physical, sexual, um, something perhaps like a um, uh, car accident, uh, some kind of environmental disaster, that kind of thing, uh, or, uh, or almost potentially life-threatening. But also, of course, um, the, what about the traumas with the small t? I mean, those big traumas are hopefully unlikely to be happening every day, but uh, there can be uh, small t traumas. Um, and these, of course, are particularly powerful in, in early years. I mean, I think I talked uh, last week, Scott, about the power of... Uh, of the belief system uh, of a child, zero through to six years old, um, and how powerless a child feels uh, when they're in a situation, um, particularly if the situation happens again and again and is repeated. Uh, So, for example, um, uh, being bullied at school or uh, seeing parents arguing uh, or, or a breakup of the relationship or, or so, somebody in, in the family having a serious or a terminal illness, something like that. Um, and because of the, kind, the state that a child is in, uh, which is uh, u- usually uh, more, more suggested to be kind of non-conscious, they are absorbing it like a sponge, that kind of hypnagogic state uh, that's very similar to a state when we're in, under hypnosis. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, all those kind of instabilities can be taken on. And where do they go? Well, they have to go somewhere, so they're kind of stuffed down um, and uh, then probably not... not uh, checked into because how, how does a child know how to resolve how they're feeling unless they're shown uh, so the traumas uh, will therefore have an impact on us uh, unless they're resolved because they're just sitting there um, literally eating away at us right uh, so, of course, with EFT, as usual, uh, there's a way to resolve this. Um, and, I mean, the best best time to use EFT is uh, when the person is in childhood. So, 
Uh, I, I work with a number of children and teenagers. Many of my clients have children and they have shown them how to use EFT on themselves or they tap with them. So any of the yuck stuff can be tapped away straight away uh, to straighten out the energy system so it has no charge. It, it's happened, it wasn't pleasant, and, uh, and yet the, the child is okay. It's, uh, he or she is still loved or he and she can be happy, that kind of thing. Wow, that sounds like a, a really powerful tool. Yes, it is. Um, and one of the very uh, gentle uh, techniques in EFT is called, um, it, it's specific for trauma or very highly charged uh, events. Uh, it's called the tearless trauma technique. Um, and as the name suggests, it, it's a way of addressing trauma in uh, as gentle way as possible, which isn't going to re-traumatize somebody and cause a really high charge when they're using it. Right, because that's a big issue too. With If you make me relive my trauma, it could just like bring it all up like it just happened. Exactly. And I mean, this is one of the concerns um, with people using EFT on themselves if they're quite new to EFT and aren't really unfamiliar with all the protocols and how to look after themselves, that they can re-traumatize themselves. It is known as being a very gentle technique. However, there are times where we may start what I call daisy chaining off and remembering lots of different events and then it's all too much and, and where do we go with all of that overload of information, overload of memories. Uh, so this is a really nice technique because uh, the essence of it, Scott, is that we don't actually need to go into the memory and totally relive it as with traditional psychotherapy where... Um, the, the facilitator or counselor would, would ask somebody to go back through the memory and talk mm -hmm. about it. With, with the tearless trauma technique, uh, the person uh, briefly explains what it was, usually gives it a title, uh, just like other techniques in EFT, like the movie technique. Um, and then uh, what, what's uh, crucially different here is that they don't actually give an intensity rating, so the SUDs, the subjective units of distress. So when you and I have tapped, um, I always asked you, uh, what's the intensity rating there? Mm -hmm. And sometimes you go, you go by how your body feels and your body sending you a strong message and, and you're clear, oh yes, it's very high. I'd say it's a nine or a 10, something like that. Uh, or sometimes you just know. So I think in the past you've said to me, oh, this number's just come up. And that's what I hear with a lot of my clients. With the tearless trauma, we don't need to really go in with that deep connection. We actually guess what the intensity rating would be. Uh, so it's a very gentle way. We can remain uh, dissociated from it, disconnected, and not really have to have that emotional charge. Uh, so then we would uh, just tap on, on the event as it happened, uh, as usual. I mean, the, the, te the technique is no different. It's just regular EFT. And then when we finish, take a breath, we guess again what the intensity rating would be. Mm. Um, so we don't need to go into it and really feel it and remember what it was like and, and uh, have that physiological response going on. And in fact, we don't want to. Uh, well, we, we, I mean, the, there is no purpose to aggravating a person, that's mm -hmm. for sure. Uh, I mean, 
there is a fine line because we don't want somebody to be dissociated so much that they they know they've experienced a trauma but there there is no connectedness to it uh, so they're almost like in a trance-like state considering it uh, yes it happened uh, but I, I can't there's no connection uh, that's a little different to feeling neutral about it because somebody's worked on the problem uh, so we, with this, uh, we know it happens, but we don't, uh, we don't have to go, go anywhere with it. It's just a guess. This is, this is my guess as to how, in, uh, how intense I would feel about it. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the idea being that uh, we, we, we go back in, we guess, we do more tapping, again we guess, and when the we guess the intensity rating to be three or less, uh, then we can go back in because at that stage it, it's uh, probably unlikely to have a really high charge if somebody goes back uh, to use that phrase in real time and connects in okay now as I really consciously think about this event how do I feel so that the guessing stops and the the real intensity the real connection takes place I see uh, and uh, at that stage, sometimes people do say, well, I am quite high. I mean, in my experience, people will often say, I'm about a seven. Uh, I, I, I don't think I've ever had anybody say, oh, I'm definitely a 10, now I've gone back in there. So it's usually six or seven. Sometimes a person says, I'm going back in and I can't actually connect at all. There's no charge there mm. at all. So I'm walking down that street or I'm having the conversation with the person and there's just no charge. So the, the guessing of the suds, the intensity rating, really does take the edge off of it. Cool. And I can see that because most of us, by definition, if we're traumatized by something, I mean, that's off the charts and we're pretty upset and all the rest of it. But if... Um, if we now go and say, let's let's get rid of some of that uh, that charge on the trauma in a general way, then all of a sudden I'm gonna. It's just kind of like creeping up on the problem last time. It's we're able to diffuse a lot of that uh, that emotion and that charge, so then we can get in there and really work on it. Yes, that's right, and really work on what's remaining because the, the intention is the charge won't be high when we go back in. And if it is high, it's, it's high-ish, it won't be super high. Uh, as I say, I, I, usually it's around a seven or less uh, because we've just taken that edge off it. And I find this technique really, really useful when I'm, oh, I mean, when I'm working with any client, but I, I use it quite a bit with um, clients who are seriously or chronically ill, uh, because mm -hmm. it, 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 it's my experience that um, num a number, it could be a big T trauma or a number of little T traumas have been the trigger for the disease in the first place. Uh, so um, unable to um, work through uh, what had happened as a child or, or feeling uh, a level of low self-worth or low self-esteem as a result. I mean, th this all impacts who we are and it just layers on thick and uh, uh, to use my uh, metaphor of carrying around sacks of flour, all those, um, all those events in the past um, our interpretations of them, the belief systems that we have 
uh, created around them. The, each of these is a sack of flour that we're burdened with, staggering around under the weight of it. No wonder, ultimately, the body becomes sick because it just can't take any more. Uh, so with, um, when somebody is in a place of, of very serious illness, uh, they're, they're incredibly vulnerable and, uh, and you, most usually feeling helpless and hopeless too. So to use this technique uh, is, is a very gentle way of going through some really past, uh, sorry, some, some very stressful traumatic past events. They don't need to go back into them with great detail. They're feeling enough overwhelm, enough overload in their current situation. They don't need to go back into past traumas with a lot of, uh, of detail. Hmm. Cool. So how does the, uh, is there anything more we can talk about as far as how the tearless trauma works? Yeah, I'm not sure if we can actually do a demonstration or not. Oh, well, we, we certainly could. If you're open to it, Scott, you're always a great volunteer. All right. Whether you like it or not, you are the volunteer. <laughs> yeah. I, I was just trying to think of some trauma, and I'm, I'm uh, not sure that I can come up. Well, I guess I could come up with... Well, remember, it doesn't have to be a huge event. It could be something that happened like 35 years ago. It could be something that happened 35 minutes ago uh, that has created a high charge for you. Okay. Well, and, and I met a fellow the other day who uh, was, uh, he fell nine floors. <laughs> and was, you know, he was walking and talking. And obviously, it was a while back this had happened, but he had survived a huge fall. And I'm thinking, you know, that would be pretty traumatic. And then I go through my history of, well, yeah, I fell five feet once, you know. <laughs> uh, but okay, so I need to think of a trauma. Well, as I say, not not really a trauma. I mean, you, it's called tearless trauma. You could use this um, this for any upsetting memory. Uh, it doesn't have to be a big tree, big T trauma. Kay. So you you fell five feet. Were you a child? Um, or a teenager? Yeah, teenager. Okay. Um, so do you want to give that experience a title? If that experience was a film or a book, what would the title be? Hmm. It was a. Um, I guess the the day I fell from heaven. Oh, okay. The day I fell from heaven. And most usually, if people think about an event, they will connect in. And it's interesting because I was telling uh, the students in my uh, recent level two workshop, uh, I was teaching them this technique, and I said to them, when I was very ill, um, I, uh, Gary Craig, the founder of EFT, flew to the UK and he, ge he gave a workshop, a conference on EFT for serious diseases and I was one of his volunteers on stage and he worked with me for a couple of hours and we went through a lot of memories that um, were coming up for me prior to my illness um, and he used the tearless trauma technique on them. So these were everyday memories, Scott, just to be clear, these weren't big traumas, they were just mm -hmm. things that uh, I still had a high charge around and he wanted uh, to go very gently around it so this is the technique he used and I and he said I want you to guess the intensity rating 
so I said to him, I, I can't guess. I'm back in there. I'm feeling it. I can feel it in my body. He said, that's okay. Uh, don't worry about that. Uh, and now give me a number. So for those of you listening, wanting to try this, I know there could well be a tendency to get in and, and feel it, really put yourself back in that moment and start to feel it physically as well as emotionally and mentally. And that's okay. Just go with it anyway and guess a number. So Scott, as you remember the day I fell from heaven, can you guess the intensity rating that you might be feeling right now? Um. I'd say eight and a half. Okay. And that's all we need to know. See, it's very, very simple, very easy. We don't need lots of specifics. So uh, we will do some tapping together. And just before we start, I do want to uh, tell the listeners and, and remind them that I'm not a licensed health professional. Um, I offer EFT as an advanced practitioner. And uh, you're encouraged to consult your do doctor or therapist regarding your use of EFT. In choosing to tap along with Scosh and me, you're required to take complete responsibility for your own emotional, physical, and mental health and well-being, both during and after this podcast. And if you happen to be driving while you're listening to this uh, episode, uh, please do not tap until you have stopped driving, because uh, we don't want to add any trauma to the people driving uh, either towards you or beside you or in front of you or behind you. All right. Thanks, Scott. So, everybody, let's tap our karate chop point. And uh, Scott's uh, title is The Day I Fell from Heaven. But for those of you listening and tapping along, you can, of course, call your uh, memory a specific title of your own. So, Scott, let's say this. Even though I remember... Even though I remember... The day I fell from heaven... The day I fell from heaven... I really want to accept who I was... I really want to accept who I was. And how I'm feeling now. And how I'm feeling now. Even though this memory. Even though this memory. The day I fell from heaven. The day I fell from heaven. Is still very vivid. Is still very vivid. I really want to accept all of me. I really want to accept all of me. It was not my fault. It was not my fault. Even though the day I fell from heaven. Even though the day I fell from heaven is a memory I'm still holding on to. Is a memory I'm still holding on to. I want to accept all of me. I want to accept all of me. Who I am and how I'm feeling. Who I am and how I'm feeling. And we just say one more, even though it could be even though it could be that I'm unable or unwilling to let go of this memory. That I am unable or unwilling to let go of this memory. I'm open to the possibility I am open to the possibility that I can do so. That I can do so. Safely and easily. Safely and easily. Okay, so we'll go to the top of the head and we'll say this. The day I fell from heaven. The day I fell from heaven. And the eyebrow point. And all that means to me. And all that means to me. Side of the eye, how I felt. How I felt. Under the eye, who I saw. Who I saw. Under the nose, who saw me. Who saw me? Chin point. What it meant to me in that moment. What it meant to me in that moment. Collarbone point. The day I fell from heaven. The day I fell from heaven. Under the arm and the anxiety it caused. And the anxiety it caused. Top of the head. That memory is still strong. That memory is still strong. Eyebrow point. Because it was the day I fell from heaven. Because it was the day I fell from heaven. Side of the eye. And I want to accept all of me. 
And I want to accept all of me. Under the eye, it was not my fault. It was not my fault. Under the nose, I fell from heaven. I fell from heaven. Chin point, and I'm here. And I'm here. Collarbone point, and I survived. And I survived. Under the arm, and I'm doing my best. And I'm doing my best. All right, so we'll close our eyes and just take a comfortable breath. And uh, in your own time, Scott, feel free to open your eyes and just tell me how much you would guess the intensity to be. I would say probably three. Oh, all right. Uh, now, because it's gone down to a three, you guess, this is where we can go in. So three is a kind of safe area for the subconscious. It's where uh, we can start putting in more positive suggestions and choices and so forth. Uh, so, uh, Scott, um, I, would, I want you to now to go back to that time. How old were you? Um, Twelve. Okay. And what, what happened? Did you fall out of a tree or something or fall yeah. off a... Oh, you yeah. did? Yeah. All right. I was playing up in a tree with a friend and fell out, landed on my back. Okay. And as you're telling me that now, what is the uh, intensity rating going on for you? So you fell out the tree. I'm assuming your friend was still up in the tree. You were on the ground on your back. Uh, what does that feel like to tell me that now on a scale of 0 to 10? Um, like 2. Oh, okay. What did you do? when, when you Were you able to get up? Uh, after a few minutes, yeah. I had the wind knocked out of me and stuff. But okay. Was, uh, and do you remember what you thought at the time? Um... just ah. <laughs> oh you didn't uh, I mean I don't want to put words in your mouth but because you were with a friend and you were a teenager did you feel embarrassed or were no, you no I was just I was just hoping I didn't break anything okay so let's use that too and just so that uh, we're clear to everybody listening that too is now at how you actually feel as you recall that event you're not guessing now you've gone back you've walked through it yes. and uh, the charge is about a two all right, so let's tap on the karate chop point and we'll say this. Even though I still have some intensity. Even though I still have some intensity. When I remember the day I fell from heaven. When I remember the day I fell from heaven. I want to accept myself anyway. I want to accept myself anyway. And I choose to safely and easily move on from it. And I choose to safely and easily move on from it. Even though I still have some charge. Even though I still have some charge. Around the day I fell from heaven. Around the day I fell from heaven. I choose to stand up easily and comfortably. I choose to stand up easily and comfortably. And walk away. And walk away. Even though there is still a little bit of intensity. Even though there's still a little bit of intensity. I choose to feel calm and confident anyway. I choose to feel calm and confident anyway. Okay, so we'll go to the top of the head, Scott, and we'll say this. This remaining intensity. This remaining intensity. Eyebrow point. About the day I fell from heaven. About the day I fell from heaven. And the side of the eye. I choose to put it behind me. I choose to put it behind me. Under the eye. This remaining feeling. This remaining feeling. Under the nose. Because it was the day I fell from heaven. 
because it was the day I fell from heaven. Chin point. I choose to feel safe anyway. I choose to feel safe anyway. Knowing that I survived. Knowing that I survived. Collarbone point. Even though I still have some intensity about this memory. Even though I still have some intensity about this memory. Under the arm. I choose to confidently move on from it. I choose to confidently move on from it. Top of the head, feeling calm and reassured. Feeling calm and reassured. All right, very nice. So now we'll take another comfortable breath. And just let me know how you're feeling now. Ah, I feel great. <laughs> okay. I feel how relaxed and uh, I feel really good. And how about that memory? Is there any charge around that? Hmm. No. Okay. None of the uh, falling feelings at all. Very good, Scott. Yeah, it's very cool. So, the, I mean, this is a lovely technique because it is so gentle because we take the charge, the necessity for a charge away because we're simply guessing. So we're remaining removed from the situation. I mean, obviously we're connected in some way because we're talking about it as we tap, but there's no reason to get emotionally charged as we tap. And so just to remind the listeners, when you get down to three as you guess, uh, then you can connect back in. That is a really good, safe place to connect back in and just go play the memory back in your mind and tap on any charge that you have as you recall it. Wonderful. That's a very, very powerful technique. It certainly is, yes. So, Annabelle, somebody wanted to know more about, you know, because all we really do in our episodes is give everybody a taste of what's possible with EFT. And uh, we have no uh, illusions whatsoever that just by listening to us and maybe knowing what the points are and following along that you can get the maximum benefit. We believe that you certainly can get good results and, and good benefit from doing this with us. But in order to get the maximum benefits, you really need to delve into uh, EFT in more detail and work with somebody who's really a proficient at it, a master at it, uh, such as Annabelle. So, Annabelle, somebody wanted to know more about this uh, particular t uh, process for trauma or other issues that they've got in their lives, what, uh, what could they do? Yes, thank you, Scott. Well, um, you can visit my website, www.theefthealingcenter.com. And uh, there's a, a whole bunch of resources there, audios and a couple of videos um, and articles about a number of different uh, areas in EFT and how to tap on them. I've got lots of tap-alongs, so where to tap and what to say on specific problems and challenges. Um, I also have a YouTube channel, which I'm building up, and uh, I have a number of videos there where you can join in and tap along. Uh, and uh, on my website, you have an opportunity to sign up for my monthly newsletter. And in that, uh, I also include videos and recommendations about resources that I think are worth checking out. And of course, also my tap along in my monthly uh, newsletter. I write an article and then uh, there's some EFT that follows that that you can uh, tap to. Uh, so there's a whole wealth of information there, the EFTHealingCenter.com. Wonderful. Well, thank you for joining us, everybody, and we hope that you've got uh, 
lot of value out of today's episode. I know I have. I'm now trauma-free for at least one of my traumas. And thank you, Annabelle, for that. And thank you, everyone, for joining us. And we'll see you next time on the EFT Healing Center Online Radio Network.